Oga, <laughs> how you there? Waiting, waiting you there now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everyone, we're 15 minutes behind schedule, and that is not down to me. I, I'm not recording yet. You want me to start? <sighs> My goodness gracious me. What is this? What's wrong with you? And we're live. <laughs> testing, uh, testing. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm getting to a point where I don't know what to make of you anymore, you know? I respect that. That's probably fair. Right. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going to start recording in a second, yeah? Okay. R- remain calm, okay? Remain calm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, welcome to Kickback with yours truly. Yes, he is I, and I am him. And today, alongside me for the intro, we have my cousin, the civilian, and co-host, Yudi. What's up, my guy? Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm sweet. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, man. I'm very good. I'm very good. Where the barbershop's open, is it next week or when is it? Yeah, yeah. Like, couldn't come couldn't come any quicker. I promise you that. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm, the good thing about the listeners, they don't get to see this, but I get to see it every week. And it's a shame. It's a crying shame. Look, it's a, it's a haircut made for podcasting. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. You have a face for radio as well. But anyway, so we got some uh, feedback this week about the intro. And some people slash a person thinks we take too long when you're guessing. Right. So they kind of just want to get involved with the show. So I'm going to have to put you on the clock when it's time for you to guess who the guest is going to be. Okay. Okay. And listen, I apologize, but also get over it. Um, you know, you're a man of the people. So after all, you got to give them what they want. Does that seem right? Hey, look, I'm, I'm a servant to them. So it's cool. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Oh, good. Shout out to Steve Polisi again because he, he loves you. This is uh this is my boss for ESPN and he loves you. He said he's so impressed by the fact that you keep getting things right. But I say you've got no life, so it's normal. That again, accurate. Don't don't give me credit where it's not due. Like I I'm just I'm a loser and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I'm gonna try really hard this week to catch you out, okay? Let's go. I'm ready for that. Okay. All right. I'll be surprised if many people would have been able to figure this out based on the clues, but There are clues nonetheless. So clue number one. And bearing in mind, the clock will start from the moment you receive your last clue. So what's what's the clock like? What's my time limit? I'm going to give you uh, roughly 60 seconds. All right. Okay. Because I feel like that's that's long enough to figure it out, but not so long that you can get on Google. Okay. We're on smoke like that. No, no problem. Okay. I see what time it is. This wasn't me. You said you're a voice of the people and the people have spoken and they want you to fail. And they want it to be a quick failure as well. I understand. <laughs> <I just did. laughs> All right, so here we go, yeah? Here we go. So, clue number one. He's been playing for 12 years mm-hmm. and spent the last five, sorry, and he spent the first five years of his career playing in England before right. moving abroad. Right. Yeah? Clue number two. He has finished third at a World Cup before. Okay. Yeah? Clue number three. He was relegated the season after winning the FA Cup. And right. he won the FA Cup in 2010, 2011. Those are your three clues. Let the time begin. Okay. Can I ask? I think they're English. Um, but can I confirm? Is that the nation? Um, because you're on the clock. I, I will, uh, I, I, mm, they're not English, no, but I won't give that as your question. Oh, okay. Go on, you, so you, what, uh, what nation are they Figure from? out a question. From? Figure, figure out a good question. Figure out a good question. All right. Is that, uh, is that the question? It's international team that they play for, please. Belgium. Okay. 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 Um, okay. <laughs> Do I, is that, that? <laughs> you've got 20, you've got 20 seconds. Is that the first, only, is that? First, the, that's all you're getting. <laughs> First five years of his career playing in England, the next seven abroad, finished third at a World Cup and has been relegated the season after winning the FA Cup. Right, okay. Um, I'm going five to seconds. Uh, D- Dedrick Boyata. Oh my God, how did you even figure that out? How did you figure that out? <laughs> you said Belgian. I know the people that won the FA Cup in Manchester in 2011, 2010, 2010, that's City. There's only yes. a couple of Belgian players who've played for City. I don't know. It's not Vincent Company because he's not ever been relegated. It's not Kevin De Bruyne because he's never been relegated. So the only other Belgian player I could think of who played for City was Dedrick Boyata. So. 
you know, that's great logic. I tried to throw you off by saying you got relegated the year after, because do you remember where you got relegated? I, I don't, but I, I just know the other two hadn't been. So. Okay. So he was relegated at Bolton Wanderers whilst on loan. Uh, the season where QPR stayed up in 2011, 2012, he was on loan at Bolton and they went down. Ah, interesting. So like you, you played a part in that then. All right. <laughs> what, little, 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 little. that's correct that's correct yo Dedrick how you doing yeah we relegated you but what of it <laughs> no not even not even but anyway that's very very good work again and I'll be contributing to charity like always because you're on fire and see Steve he didn't know he didn't know from the start but he figured it out through his weirdo logic but anyway Today's show was a really, really good recording. So I hope you will enjoy his honesty and his story so far. And it's probably not going to be the type of story which you expect. So make sure you listen to every single word that's said. So for now, let's head over to Germany to listen to the man that is Dedrick Boyata. Right. So are you ready? I'll try not to keep you for too, too long. But, you know, I want to hear your yeah. story. So are you good? All right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Okay, cool. So today we'll be speaking to the man from, do you say Urkel? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Echter. Berlin. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about where what you're you from. About? I'm talking about where you're from, not who you play oh, for. Oh, I'm from? Uh, from Brussels, actually. Well, the specifically, because it says, is it Urkel? Oh, Ukle. Ukle. That's like... That's like Vinny. <laughs> yeah, the, so the, you're the real king of Ukla. Forget Vinny, you're the king of Ukla. <laughs> so, yeah, but Ukla is like in, it's, that's where I'm born, because like, it's like it's in Brussels, you know. So basically just say Brussels. Brussels okay, yeah. okay. So the man from Brussels then. I want yeah. to know how a man that started there ended up joining Manchester City's academy. How did that happen? Oh, man. Um, that's a long story. <laughs> I um, So I was, Basically playing in um, in a basic team in Belgium. Uh, I think I was around 15, and I only I started football at around 12. Really, like okay. very very late compared to the other guys. Um, and then uh, so I was playing for this team called FC Brussels, and we had this uh, international tournament uh, in Northern Ireland called the um, Milk Cup. Yes. I don't know if you heard about yeah, it. Yeah, Milk Cup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was my that was actually my first international uh, tournament. And we went there, we, we did very well. We finished like fourth, losing against um, the team who won the, the tournament. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we got back, I got like this um, this phone call from this agent um, sent from City. Um, and basically this guy was saying that uh, he wanted me to come for a trial. Um, and I remember that time, like, because um, I was playing football, but it was part-time part football. Yeah, yeah. It was like mostly... I was going to school a week and then um, I would have training maybe two or maximum three times a week. Mm -hmm. But then if I had too much home homework, like my, my parents would be like, no, you're not yeah. going, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, I get that. So, so when this guy came with this stuff about going for a trial in Manchester, especially in Manchester, because like at that age, I come from Brussels, you speak to me about Manchester, for me, it's like Manchester United, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you come out with something in Manchester City and I was like, eh, like what? Mm -hmm. so uh, I denied it first time okay um, yeah I said I'm not interested and that was that's me talking at 15 I just think about like, like no I'm not having this mm -hmm. then um, a second time he called me again and my father was next to me yeah and he was like yeah, who are you talking to and I told him I said this guy England, I don't know what he's, what he's talking about, you know. <laughs> and he just jumped out like out of nowhere like give me the phone you know like uh, <laughs> He basically spoke to him, and then next thing I know, um, two weeks, two weeks, or either three weeks later, I came for the first trial, a mm -hmm. week trial. Mm -hmm. Lived in a, like stayed in a, in a digs for mm -hmm. for a week, mm -hmm. and you know, for me that was like, well, like a digs, you know, like family house. What the yeah. F what is what is this? You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I came back a second time for another uh, another week of trial. And then the third time I came back with my suitcases and everything and that was done. You know? Yeah, okay. That was it. So it went very quick. Wow, that's um that's special. It's different to hear somebody that was essentially part time at that old age of fifteen. 
But then also interesting mm-hmm. to see you're turning down Man City three, well, two times. Like, are you, mm-hmm. what's, what did you say? Is it mal à la tête? Is that what you'd say in French? Or mal à la tête, yes. Mal à la tête. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on then. So you've signed, you finally signed and you must be, were you 16 at this point or were you a bit older? I was uh, just turning 17. Okay. So how did you find settling in full time to a new country, especially as a young man? Was it an easy thing or was it difficult? No, it was very hard. It was very hard um, because um, all of a sudden you, you you know especially I I came from um, an area where the parents were very protective to the protective to the to the to the to the, to the, the kids you know I had two sisters mm-hmm. at the time I left I, I left I left my house I was sixteen and my little the last one was two years old mm. so like um, it was it was it was difficult especially going to a country that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment, I had maybe some uh, some English lessons at school, but uh, uh, it's it's nothing to do with the with, with the real life, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, when you come, when you get to the real life, it's all about practicing. It's all about um, talking the language, uh, uh, having discovering the the breakfast, uh, mm-hmm. discovering the lunches, uh, the dinner. You know, mm-hmm. everything was so much different. Mm. So it, it was difficult. But the thing that actually made it easier, I would say, is because. Uh, Moving inside the house, um, I was with all the players and all the players who were playing with me in the same team also. Yeah. So it, it was like, the good thing was we had like this good relation. So it, yeah. makes, it made it like I had some new brothers yeah. at my age. Yeah. That's, um, that's, 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 that's what helped me actually because I in my house, I had two little sisters. I was the oldest, you know, so it was a little bit different. Yeah, you know, that, that's good. And I think it's... Uh... One thing about football, which I found, is when you are in the academy team and you're full time, even though you could be from wherever you're from, you still have relationship because the people around you are all the same age. So you almost yeah. think and feel the same things, Yeah. you know, as opposed to when you go for the first team and now you could be with somebody who's twice your age, who's thinking mm-hmm. about completely different things. Yes. And the time yes, to adjust so. isn't, you don't have time because it's all about business. But at mm-hmm. that sort of young age, you can actually enjoy yourself as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So those early years at the club then, so you came over after rejecting it two times or whatever. Was the plan, was somebody, basically, were you on a path to get to the first team or were they going to see how you did and was it a chance to maybe just have a career in England? No, it's like you move there and it's basically what happens. I mean, what you, you see what, what's going to happen, you know. it's um, Even for myself, like I moved there and, and at that young age, you just need to put to yourself that, okay, like now you actually left everything. So the only way you can get out of it, of there is trying to make it by yourself. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so at that age also, like, because we were going to school, we had these English lessons every day. We had, we had the, we had kind of different paths also, but nothing was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So um, it, w- it was difficult to actually put in yourself, especially my on my side, because growing up, I've never... I've, ne- I've I was never this kid who said um, growing up I would be a football pre- uh, football yeah. player. Yeah. So even though I choose um, to do this um, in the in the end of the day, it's not like I had um, it's not like I had this fire in me to say okay this is really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was doing it because it felt also that I was doing it mostly for my father who was really into football and he yeah. pushed me into it, you know, Yeah. Um, because he could, you know, he, he, he was seeing the quality that I had and for, for him, it was, he was 100% sure that I would make it. But for myself, like I didn't have this, uh, this little thing in, in me that would tell me, okay, uh, um, I'm going there and now I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I started and uh, I, like I said at the beginning, it was very difficult because you, you start, you went from, going to school full-time and then having a training mm-hmm. part-time to full-time full training and yeah. then part-time uh, school. So yeah. it was like, you need to adapt, you need to, 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 to adapt, especially to the English cultures. And um, and yeah, at the beginning, it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to say I was enjoying it because it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had training in the morning, I had... Uh, lunch then gym i've never done gym in my life and then i was <laughs> lifting bars and like dead lifting and everything like at seven, sixteen, seventeen. 16 17 so it, everything was new and then second session and then lessons so it was it was long at the beginning it was it was very hard but then uh, then yeah like you, you 
the good thing was we started having this kind of success also in the team. You mm-hmm. know, at the time uh, we we won the, the first year I got there, we won the FA Youth Cup, and that was like for me already like wow, mm. what is this? You, mm-hmm. know? you you start playing in this big stadium that you compared to the stadiums you have in Belgium, it's 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 they they are huge. You yeah. know. Uh, you get to the final and you play against 20,000 people or 25,000 people you're mm-hmm. like oh like what is this and then you start having this feeling inside you yourself saying oh I think I want to do this you know yeah. that's how it, it started slowly and slowly yeah that's incredible that's incredible but one thing I want to ask now um, because there's a bit of a perception thing about people coming through an academy does every player in an academy team believe they're going to play for the first team um I think for me, if I if I have to answer this question, I think it just depends on first of all where you are, which team you are in, mm-hmm. and where you come from. Because I think um, the the advantage you have, for example, um, living in a country like in England, you have these football academies all over the, all over the places, yeah. in a, almost every single team mm-hmm. uh, who are in the Premier League, for example. Um, in Belgium, it's not like this. In Belgium, you have academy teams, academy teams that I can compare with what I what I had in Manchester. You have only maybe at the top level only four yeah. out of the out of this the 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 sixteens or mm-hmm. uh, so yeah sixteen leagues in the, uh, sixteen teams in the in the in the first league first division. So first of all, it would depends on where you live. For example, if you live uh, I don't know, you live in um, in uh, in Manchester, you can either um, try to put your son. You have the, the the possibility to put your son in academy in Manchester City, or you can go to United. Or if it doesn't work that well, you can put him Stockport. You, you know, there's yeah, different yeah, yeah. type of. Um, now, for myself, uh, when I got there, if you, if I look at the the squad that we had, um, there were maybe six or seven players who actually came from Manchester. Yeah. Um, but not really where we live, like not mm-hmm. really where, where the academy was. Was a little bit outside, if I can say, like the mm-hmm. guys, the likes like Kieran Trippier. You know, they were just outside of Manchester. You know, mm-hmm. and and these guys, yeah, for sure, they were believing of making it. You know, like mm-hmm. that's for sure. But then there were the other guys who actually came from there, and that was just yeah, that was the parents put them there because they wanted to play football, they wanted to do yeah. something. You know, they. This was part of their life today, but then if they make it or not, or if they had the belief to make it or not, then I, I can't really yeah. speak for them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I, for us, like I said, I had my own path, and then you had other players coming from Slovakia. You know, you saw, you saw the the amount of players we had from Slovakia. Yeah, yeah. I was in the house with Vladimir Weiss, All these yeah. guys, you know, these guys had the they had the belief to make it. You know, like mm-hmm. they left the country like me, but. They play football from a young age. For them, it was like, yeah, we we believe we can make it. Mm. So it's 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 difficult to tell for the from, for for the people, but that's that's basically what I I saw around me. Yeah, it's interesting because it sounds like there's more pressure for a foreign player in an academy than say somebody in the city. Because like for someone from Manchester playing for the academy as such, they could have ambitions to make it all the way for the first team. But it feels like if they don't make it, they're still at home. But for, still you, at home. but for you guys, if you don't make it, like, what's the next option? You know, exactly. and, and that type of pressure, you know, we, we don't really speak of it. And I think overall, like when you're much older, we'll talk about, say, academies and the pressure of everything anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So anyway, let's talk about the next stage then. So how did you find then going from, say, that academy team, which was a good academy team? I think you had like Daniel Sturridge in there as well and people yeah, like that. Yeah. How did you find going from playing with people your own age, so now being around Man City first team, and, and this is in 2009-10, so that first yeah. team's very different to the first teams that existed before because this was like the all-conquering type of Man City start. So how did you find yeah. making that jump? Yeah, you remember, you were there, you were there. Yeah, you I know, I'm just, playing, I'm just playing dumb for the game, <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, honestly, um, even myself, like now it, it feels like it, it feels like a very long time ago now. So even when when I had to tell the stories, like to 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 remember of everything, it's a little yeah. bit difficult. But um, yeah, for sure. Like it, I remember, it was the time of December. That was the time of the birthdays. So 
I for me boxing days were the time to for myself to go back home and mm-hmm. to see my family you know mm-hmm. uh, and I remember um, uh, I don't remember like uh, one of the assistants of Mark Hughes came and said yeah so you 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 guys are going to stay for the boxing days and um, you're going to train with us and for me that was like the end of the world like how <laughs> like how can I that was my moment to go home you know like uh, it ended up being good because I remember I stayed and um, I don't know if somebody Maybe it was you who got sent off. Oh, nah, was never spending? me. Was it? Never me. Come on, Dedo. Never me. Never me. And ended up, ended up playing first game like in Jan, like straight away. Like uh, I don't remember it was against Middlesbrough or something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was. It was. I was. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like this it was unbelievable. I think it was an FA Cup game or Carling Cup game. I don't, know, I don't know. It was crazy because at that moment you go from um, you're there in the reserve team and. You see these big guys sitting next to you, but mm-hmm. and you know that's the next step. But um, um, you you don't really know when it's gonna happen, and all of a sudden they put you there. And it's not like I I went from starting on the bench and then no, it's because yeah, somebody, there were so many injuries and suspended yeah. guys, and I had to play the game. So yeah. I just jumped out of nowhere. Yeah, that, and that was that was crazy. So you made your debut in two thousand and ten, yeah? Is that right? Yeah. So that yeah. was that wasn't Mark Hughes. That was Roberto Mancini. No, 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 no. I did one with, oh, actually. See? Maybe you're right. I know your career better than you do, my friend. Maybe you're right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're right. Because Mark Hughes left in like November 2000. November to that. Yes, 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 you're right. See, so don't don't lie to the people. So we only talk the truth on here, huh? We only talk the truth on here. No, no, always, always the truth. You know, there's, you've forgotten certain things, but there's one thing I remember, which um, about when you first came in, do you remember what Carlos Tevez said after the League Cup semi-final at Old Trafford? Do you remember what he said about you? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. No. So I think this might have been your third game or something. You were thrown into the team, as you say, and you were now playing yeah. on the biggest occasion, a Manchester derby in a, in a, in a League Cup semi-final. And you yeah. played the game, you played well in the game. And I remember, I remember this very clearly because Carlos Tevez came in after the game and we lost. So United did what they did, which was typical at that time. But he said he praised you because he sh- you showed great personality because you stepped out there on a big occasion and tried to play and do all the right things the right way. And I remember thinking, like, I had all the feels myself because I thought if Carlos Tevez said that to me, I think I'd just put that in, I'd put that in stone and put it outside my house. <laughs> but he said that to a, about you, a young guy who's just entered the team. And I remember thinking, you've gained the respect of one of the best players in the world at that time. And I thought, yeah, you, de- you deserve that. You deserve that. So... <laughs> Okay, so you ended up anyway being voted Young Player of the Year that season and everything's looking looking great, yeah. But to put some more context to it, I think you, from when you made your debut, it was five years with the first team. You ended up playing in some very big games like the League Cup game, which I mentioned there. But mm-hmm. you also ended up going on loan two times, once to Bolton, mm-hmm. once to uh, 20, I think. And yes. looking at it, because I didn't really know the details until I really studied it. You probably didn't play as many games as you would have liked to in that time based on how you started. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. So I'd like to talk about that now because this is a whole mm-hmm. topic in itself. And yeah. ultimately, why do you think you didn't play as much from based on the way that you started? Uh, you mean at City or you mean on At City, at City, at City. Yeah, then it was a little bit... Uh, I think these times were a little bit tough for me. Um, I think uh, Mancini actually showed me a lot of moments where he, he gave me a, he showed me a lot of faith because I he still played me a lot of games, you know. Yeah. Um, if I compare with other young players, yeah. Okay, yeah. Comparing the main players, then yeah, for sure, I, I I didn't play that much of games. I think the competition was high also. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was very high, um, and especially for a player of my age. Uh, I think I showed some good quality, but then to be, I think to be there to play every games, you had to be very good, like mm-hmm. on top of everybody. Um, and then uh, also, I remember he, he gave me that chance also against Arsenal. Um, and I got sent off like after five minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that was that was like a moment where he, he gives this this faith to this young, this, to this kid and he gets sent off after five minutes or, or something like this. And that was like... Um, that was a bad thing for him also, you know, mm-hmm. and for myself also. And from there, I got some games beats, you know, like this, this U, like UEFA Cup game at the yeah. time. And, and yeah, it, it was, it was difficult. Um, 
to get more games at that moment. Um, and something that I realized also is at that moment, uh, I thought that at that young age, you would just, okay, whatever games they give you, you're happy. If you don't get as much games, you, you're happy because you tell yourself you play in these big clubs and, uh, and, um, and yeah, these games will count. But mm-hmm. in, the, in the end of the day, I think uh, at that young age, the good thing is to play games, to get the experience, yeah, you know, sure. you, to make mistakes and then come back after the next weekend and mm-hmm. learn about your mistakes and keep going week in, week out, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely not what I had. So that's why in the end I ended up going on loan. Did you, um, how did you manage to actually remain patient? Because as you said, the right, it feels like the right thing to think is you appreciate you're a young player playing for a big team and the people ahead of you, you know, you're talking about Vincent companies, Johnny and Lescott mm-hmm. and so on, like they speak for themselves. But as I say, that's the, that feels like the right thing to think. But in mm-hmm. hindsight for myself as well, from when I was younger, there's this thing I feel about if you're the next person to come in, if somebody's out, then you're a strength to the club, but it's a weakness to yourself because in the same time you're doing that role, there's somebody else who's playing every single game somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? And when you look at, there's some players who by the time they're 21, 22, they've played 100, 200 games. And they might not mm-hmm. necessarily be playing for the biggest clubs, but at times, like I look back and ask myself, well, did I, was I really taking part at that time? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, how do you, for me, it was easy to remain patient because Manchester was my home and City was my team. But for other people, like how, like yourself, how did you actually remain patient? Because at certain times it might've been okay, but other times it must've been hard because you know, you, you were good enough to be able to play at that level. So how did you actually overcome that? I think, um, I remained patient because at that moment I, I had this big proud of being there also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, the, the team was changing into, like we, we saw all this kind of rotation uh, with the boys, with the, 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 the investments, with all these big players coming. And just being there, a part of it, you 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 had this this um had this um this proud in me that said was saying okay like you are there like okay mm-hmm. you, you don't get as many minutes as you as you want well, um whenever you have this chance and you're there like it will be you have you maybe have will have more value than going somewhere else and play somewhere else mm-hmm. um and that was probably my thinking at the time and um and honestly if I had, if I had the chance today I would have changed it because. Yeah. Because for sure, I think the main thing is to play games. I mean, you need to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Um, even if you have to go to another league and play, I, the the experience of the game, nothing is gonna. You're not gonna get more than than by doing it by yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the 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 other side of it also that I had in my mind was. I was playing in this quality team with quality players and with these guys who were always there to give me advices, mm-hmm. but they were always on based on trainings. Yeah. So um, at that moment, I thought that these advices were worth it than just going somewhere else with a coach, for example, that, has not, that, that maybe they have the same, um, same type of working, same type of, of, of learning to a player um, that, I, that I had at the time. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of thinking. Really, it was a lot of thinking, and um, and and yeah, at that time also at that young age, like, what do you do? You you will ask advice. You don't really make this. You don't really make these decisions by yourself. You always yeah. have people around you, either your agent, your yeah. father. Like for me, it was my father, and my agent. You know? Yeah. And 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 same. My, my father was so proud for me to be there and to play this game with these guys. And he was always like no like keep mm-hmm. patient keep doing it you know mm-hmm. it's gonna happen you know and this is what i was doing at the time you know um uh but yeah like i think i think making a name by yourself what what happened later is um i spoke to that was later but when Pellegrini came and, uh, and I, I told him no I, I i had to go i cannot stay anymore mm-hmm. um one thing one sentence he said to me is um any good player, like he said to me, if you are a good player, um, even though you don't make it here because it's it's here, we know how it works here, you will be able to make it somewhere else. So mm-hmm. like, and when he told me this, I was actually, for me, I I was wishing that four years before or five years Someone before said that somebody before, would yeah. tell me this. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then it would, you know, I, at that moment, I think that was something that just went, okay, man. I had like 
I need to, and I was already 25, you know, so I, I already like mm-hmm. those five or almost six years. Mm, that you know that's such that's such a great point that's such a great point and i think sometimes you can lose that sense of you know the bigger picture in terms of what football actually is and you know the desire mm-hmm. to want to make it in one place unfortunately especially as a young player it can go two ways you can either be thrown in and play every single week because somebody loves you or you can just be kept to the side and brought in when they need you but unfortunately mm-hmm. not not every loyalty brings good reward for you you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. no, that's ultimately a shame. So let me talk about something else here then. So I left the club in 2012, but it was basically 20, I went on loan in 2010, 11. And then mm-hmm. for the first part of the 20, the season when City won the league, I basically wasn't there. But in that time, that's, you went on loan to Bolton. And for me, I was a million miles away from that team. So I'd basically not been there for two years in terms of City. So I was away in a way. So when they talk about that season, I can't really feel anything to it because I wasn't part of anything. Like I think I played maybe mm-hmm. two or three games and such. But you, you were on loan. So you were still technically a City player. And the question, no one talked, in the City story, people talk to me because I was on the field for the game when they won. But I wasn't playing for City. But I spend more time talking about City than I do about QPR. And it's, it's weird, but whatever. So for you then, how did you feel or how do you feel knowing that, say you left that season, they won that trophy and the team where you were at actually went down because the Bolton are the third part to the story, but they never get spoken about. Like how mm-hmm. did that, did that hurt your pride or is it something you just accepted? Were you disappointed? Did you think maybe you might not be able to go back the next year because they're now at this whole new level? Like, how did you feel? Um... I think this part is um, definitely a part that was very painful inside myself that I have. This is the first time somebody actually asked me a question about it since, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I never actually got the time to spoil about this moment. Um, it was even that day. I, I think we were playing. So we were playing. Um, Stoke, I think. So the last game, Stoke away, yeah. I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we had to win to save ourselves, I think. Mm-hmm. We, lost, we lost the game. And next thing I know is we get into the change room and I get all these messages and, and you know, okay, you know, yeah, City won the league, crazy stuff, like mm-hmm. last minute goal, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a mixed feeling because in the end of the, end of the day, I'm playing with it. I was alone in a team where I am... Um, I was expecting to play more games and help the team you mm-hmm. know, and try to gain gain this experience that we were talking about, just trying games and we play week in, week out. Um and um we ended up really like getting relegated and that was a that wasn't a good thing, you know, because when whenever I played I was give hundred percent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you look at the faces in the change room, all these guys down, you know, and then all of a sudden you you know that next season you're not gonna be there. So you're not gonna be part of, of this of, of, of the same sadness that they are in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know you've been in the squad. Mm-hmm. So you've you've been part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So so, so I, I had for me, I, I I had I had no moment to celebrate because I came home, I was I was sad. I was angry. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was pissed, which is which is normal. I was mm-hmm. very pissed, you know. And then you look at the videos and the people celebrating and everything, and you you, you are no part of that. You know? Yeah, no part of that. Yeah. And then next thing you know is the following months, then you're going to be starting with them again in yeah. the training, and and that was that was hard. You know, that was hard. All this celebrating stuff and this this cheering and everything has nothing to do with you, you know. So it, it was a hard it was a hard time. Yeah, a hard time. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's not really a conversation that people have. In the same way, I I had a link there. You had a link as well, but you were still going mm-hmm. back to City. So mm-hmm. your your side of the story is a big side of the story that nobody's asking about, nobody's listening to. But it's a mm-hmm. big thing because as like I got relegated twice, and the like the feeling of relegation is awful, but it's part of a long period of time where you're losing most weeks and it's a stressful environment. To go to training mm-hmm. isn't really fun. To mm-hmm. go to games isn't really fun. Leaving games isn't really fun because you, you're desperate for points, but you don't have them. You're worried about everything going on around you. And whereas mm-hmm. the stress of, you know, being the top for cities, oh, we've won again. Are they going to win? Oh, we've won again. Are they going to win? It's like, where's our next win going to come from? And that mm-hmm. there is... You know that that's tough. 
So for you to know that you have to go back into that environment and you can't celebrate with them because you were involved in something else, but you're still one of their players. It was crazy because I think it was the year before when you guys won the FA Cup. I was at Sunderland and I remember sitting on my sofa in Sunderland watching City win the FA Cup. The team who hadn't won anything in my whole time there. And yeah. I, was, I left and I was watching. I was like, okay, this is, yeah. um, okay. So I guess this means that like my time is done because if this is what yeah. they achieve when I'm not there, what is there for me when I go back? But anyway, mm -hmm. but anyway, you did end up leaving City and you went to one of the most famous clubs in football, which is, well, I'll call them Glasgow Celtic, but you know, we just call them Celtic anyway. Celtic, yeah. So when you were leaving, did you have options to stay in England or did you just want to leave England anyway? I had the chance to stay in England, um, but I really wanted to to change because from the experience that I had, um, even if I stayed in England, I just felt like I would I would not have the time of games that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was at that moment I it was really the time for me to play games week in week out, um, and um, I had a chance to go to Spain. Uh, with um, David Moyes, I think when he was at Real Sociedad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but even that, like, I, I just felt like no, I, like my environment now, I, I felt really like a British guy. You know, so I was like, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I need to stay in, in this <laughs> environment right now. Like, this is the game that I know. I don't want to yeah. change it completely. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up going to um, to Celtic. And before, as you were going up to Celtic, did you understand and know the club's history? Did you know how big a team they were? <laughs> No, not at all. Listen, <laughs> hey, that's crazy. Yeah, not at all. Hey, listen, and this. Uh, Go on. Yeah. No, after you. I, I think I think this was the this was probably the biggest biggest mistake because at that moment I um I thought you know you 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 came I, came, I was living in Manchester so some of the Celtic games and the Rangers game were, were on TV. Yeah. Um, but in Belgium, I never heard of them. Like yeah. never. Like yeah. it's it's only coming to 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 to, to England that I heard mm -hmm. about 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 the, this this derby and everything. But even that, even though at that moment, it's not like I I was focusing it. I was really into it. You know, I was yeah. one day tricking the channel. Like, okay, I see it. You know? So um, I think that was my biggest mistake because coming there, I just thought, okay, you know, like I'm just gonna come here. I'm gonna play my games and then. Uh, and then um, whenever I have the opportunity, I'm going to go. And this this was, I think this was definitely the biggest mistake because from the first minute, the first games you play there, you're like, what is going on here? You mm -hmm. know, like the, the pressure of winning games, like not, it's not about playing week in, week out. It's about winning week in, week yeah. out, you know? Yeah. And I was completely different. So no, I definitely didn't, did not uh, expect it. Yeah. The, the the club and its history is is special like the game the derby against rangers that's not just a game for scotland that's a game for mm -hmm. the whole world like there's so mm -hmm. much meaning passion and history that goes into that and i always mm -hmm. want well i don't always wonder but sometimes i do wonder why certain people don't give it more attention and certain people who go up there like you need to understand what you're signing up for because it's not just normal football it's not just going to scotland to play football no. You're, you're buying into something that's far bigger mm -hmm. than football itself, mm -hmm. you know? And I used to love watching those games and hearing stories of people who played in those games and played in that league and understood that thing which you've said there about you have to win every single week and you mm -hmm. have to win the derbies. You have to do this. Like, it's you not an option. You have, to, you have to do this. And you have to be good also. This is the yeah. thing also. <laughs> you need to be good also. And, and I honestly think about it right now is... Um, I, I think that was that was probably one of probably the, one of the best experiences that I had because in the end of the day this kind of environment forged for, you said forged forged you? yeah yeah it, it makes you, it makes you stronger because what they do is 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 really coming it's not it's not overreacting it's it's really coming through their heart you know yeah. this is, it's their this is their life this is their religion yeah. Um, and you're not coming out of nowhere just to mess with them, like yeah. mess with something that people actually grew up and are born into. You know, mm -hmm. they, like, you don't disrespect them. You know, yeah. and this was the and and this was probably the mistake that I've done because coming there, I really didn't expect that. I was really like, whoa, these, these guys are living in another world. Like, what what are, what are they talking about? You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then when you get really into it, you're like, oh, yeah. 
you know, I don't just play for display. I play for some people behind me, you know. They, yeah. There's some people behind me right now, you know. Yeah. These guys are expecting me to do well because if I don't do well, these guys are going to lose it, you know. And yeah. this is how it starts, you know. Yeah. And then I think at the bigger level also, it, it kind of forges you because you want, this is how this is how you want, you, you put in yourself and you need to win every game. You want to win every game, you know, mm-hmm. just playing to play, you know. Play for your family, play for the people around you, you know. So it was, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah, so when you were in Celtic, you were a part of like a very, very strong run where you were essentially winning everything. So of all those league titles and cup titles you got, which one was your favourite, would you say? Uh, I would say the second treble. The reason why is because um, the first year when I got there, we won the league, but we didn't win the other two cups. And, and even there, and this is how it started. So we won the league, and for me, we won the league. Mm-hmm. I was happy, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we got this. We so we thinking. So I think we lost the two at the time in semi final or something like this. And that was crazy. I was like, like we got so much sticks and people were very angry and and yeah. And the reason also is because we lost the semi final against Rangers, you know, which is yeah, which is completely normal. I get it. And even there, I was thinking, "Wow! Like, do they ex- did they did they really expect us to win everything? You mm-hmm. know? Yes, yes, and, they do. <laughs> and, and and the risk, yeah, the answer was yes. You know, you need to win everything. And that one, I was thinking, "Whoa, okay." So the sec, I think the second year, that's when uh, Brendan Rodgers came, and the first six, seven months, I didn't play first because of injury, but then because the team was playing well, and mm-hmm. I didn't ha- have no part of the game of the team. So they won the first cup, so that was the first trouble. But uh, we, I didn't play. Like I had no yeah. part of the first cup, so it was. But the second one, second, second year, I played everything, and so that that was definitely my my favorite. Okay, so that sounds like a very happy time for you overall in terms of winning trophies, playing, playing under massive pressure, having high expectations, and that that led to you becoming a full Belgian international. So clearly, you did very well there. So with all that being said, I have to ask you the question. Well, why did you leave? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think um, I was looking for... So from the first time when I got there, I really I really said, okay, I would go to Celtic. I would play my games. Um, and then whenever I have the time, I would try to, as a football player, I would try to see if I can get to a, to a, a bigger level, I would say, a, another league, a bigger league. Mm-hmm. And um, and honestly, at the beginning, everything was going well. But then, in between, especially the last year before I left, I had this—I don't know how to say—like I had this big thing a little bit where you, you know myself, like I've never had any issue wherever I've been, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, I had this stick on my forehead that was saying I was, um, I was. Um, bigger than club and mm. because because what happened is um so uh, let's talk about it this i never spoke about it. this is your chance to talk this is your chance to talk you can be as honest as you want to be yes so basically play the world cup no let's let's speak about my 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 mindset okay so, so got there the first year like i said i think uh with the maturity today i can say that when i got there i i really did not did not expect to be in I didn't expect to to see how the club was. The club was yeah. definitely uh it was definitely higher than what I was expecting. Um so it needed to the fact that also um as a, it was either I was playing good or either I was playing bad but for me that was okay because I was thinking okay uh, next game I'm gonna try to make it better or whatever. But on the other side for them over there it didn't work. You need to play good every game. You need mm-hmm. to be good every game. Because at the same time, you you know they they are a big club, so they have big expectation. Every game needs to be winning. Every cups needs to be in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the first year it was on and off, like really on and off. I played lots of games, but it was on and off, especially when it comes to um, uh, how is Tedric Boyata. Well, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's mm-hmm. a little bit dodgy, you know. Um, then the second year, um, Brendan Rogers came. Um, I didn't really know him. Um, and yes, I was injured. So the first six months, I didn't really play. And then he got, he gave me my first chances in January. 
and I, and from there I didn't leave the team. So from there he gave me praise and praise, you know, about the way I was playing and everything. So it was it was okay. Um, then uh, yes, then as a defender, you know how it works, huh? you can you know how it is mm-hmm. in the team. If we win, it's the strikers. Yeah, you if, know, if you lose, if it's, we the lose defenders, it's yeah. always the defender. We yeah. know it, you know. And individually, also, I've made some mistakes, you know, and uh, I, I cannot hide from them. I've made mm-hmm. some mistakes. Um, maybe also what's what doesn't really what is really not fair i would say in, in this situation is that sometimes when it comes to myself and it comes to the feelings i think people when they judge you instead of a judge of judging of the person that you are now yeah. they can still bring stuff from behind you yeah. know, from the past you know yeah and still stuff that st- get sticks into your forehead but yeah. anyway so i think from that moment we bring the drogers it gave me a lot of faith and i started playing in the game that was completely different because he, compared to the other coaches that I had, every single detail matters. And he, he made me really understand my game. You know, mm-hmm. He's really the coach that really made me make this, 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 Jump, this yeah. uh, big step forward, this big, uh, the, yeah, this big step forward. So anyway, so I ended up going to the World Cup um, before the World Cup. So that's the situation before the World Cup. I, so my agent and myself, we speak with Celtic to try to find um, an arrangement mm-hmm. uh, about the future. Mm-hmm. So we call one time. Okay, they say they're going to give us a meeting. We call a second time. They say we're going to give it, they're going to give us a meeting. They, but they never, get, they never got us anything. And that was from October uh-huh. till May. Okay, yeah. So at that point, I'm thinking, hmm, okay, there is something there, you know, maybe they're not really uh, sure about what they want to do with me and Okay, no problem. Then that's the moment where the World Cup selection is coming. And I really think, because I'm not sure, I cannot speak to them, but I really think they did not expect me to go to the World Cup mm-hmm. or need a plane. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the World Cup and I have one year left. Mm-hmm. And before that, so this is what I'm saying, I'm sorry, trying to say, trying to see and speak about my future. Yeah. I, I have one year left. I go to the World Cup. Next thing you know is company is injured, Bomalen is injured, Derek Boyata is playing. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing my games and uh, everything is going well, actually. I, I played well and it, it went well for myself. And company, Vinny came back and Bomalen. Anyway, so so we ended up having a good workout, finished third, um, and um, come back to Celtic. So Got to, I got back, and you know, in the meantime, I had very good relation with with Brendan Rogers. Very mm-hmm. good relation, like honestly, and it's still today. Like, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, it's not. I think at that moment, um, I got mixed up in a situation that I've never been. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I have one year left, and I have all these teams coming from left to right, and coming up with yes, for sure, it was about the the league. Um, it was. Better leagues, you know. Uh, so at that moment, it was Sevilla, and you know, I come back and I hear Sevilla is behind, like wants to take me. I was like, oh man, like I'm, like everything is going through my head. I'm thinking, okay, okay, what should we do? What should we do? So I was speaking to Brendan Rodgers and everything, and we were trying to find a solution. Um, and the days, days were going and going, and going. Anyway, and that year was the year where. Um, the transfer window was closing earlier than usual. Yeah. It was early August or something like uh-huh. this. And usually with Celtic, what we do is we play the um, qualifiers for the Champions League. So, so what happens is I speak with the guys, I speak with the, uh, with the doctors, with uh, the coach and about the situation. And yes, I requested a, a transfer. I requested a transfer. I said... Uh, um, I, have, I have these teams behind me now. Um, uh, they are here. They are here today. I don't know what's gonna happen for, for me for the future. And I, I need to know what's going on now. You know. Uh, and like I said, this was the first time that I've been in a situation. Um, and in this situation, you know, you, you be honest with you. Either you just tell me, you know, what do you guys think about? It? And what was going on is I had my trainer who was sending me to the direct sport director and the sport director was sending me to the to the trainer. You know, these kind of yeah, things they play forth, most yeah. of the time. You know, yeah. it's like, don't speak to me. 
I don't mean that she going to speak to him, blah, blah. And for myself, it was like a little bit difficult because I have never been in a situation where I am the villain, mm. you know? I've, mm. I've always been respectful with everybody, you know, like, like this good guy with everybody, like every time. And now I'm being in a situation where I'm like the villain, like what is going on? But anyway, so big old story. Um, what happens is, um, so I have this, uh, you know, when it comes to the transfer window, when it comes to the transfers, I'm taking advices from my people from left to right, what to do, what, what should I do, blah, 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 blah. During the World Cup, I played with this big discount from Armstrong. Everybody knows it. Um, mm-hmm. When I came back, so uh, this was the first thing I said. Yeah, I have this thing on my hamstring. Can you guys help me? Blah, 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 blah. And then on the same time, you have the situation with big games coming up, qualifiers mm-hmm. for the Champions League. This is the big moment for the club. Um, Dedrick, can you help us or not? Me on my series is like, yeah. First, please try to find a solution for myself. Mm-hmm. Don't play games and send me from left to right. Just try to find a solution for myself. Respect me, I will respect you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, end of the day, I'm taking advice, blah, 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 and I'm saying, yeah, I feel my hamstring. Anything at the moment. So um, these games are coming, um, and then um, uh, I go and see the trainer, I speak to the trainer, I tell him about my situation. Uh, they ended up going in a game uh, in Baku, I think, and they Athens or something like this. Uh, no, in Athens, I think, and they lost the game. And then um, my so Brendan Roger had this interview where he said uh, he said uh, it's difficult to win games when we have fit players at home. Um, oh, I don't want to hit the team. Oh, um, yeah. So and then from this interview, because I was watching the game, it's mm. not like I, I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. And then from this interview, uh, what's his name? What, what's the name of the um, they have this uh, English Brit- British uh, pundit uh, in Scotland? It's like a Charlie uh, Nicholas or something like that. No, the 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 one is a little bit hard with people. Um, uh, Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton. Yeah, yeah. So, so he any he ego he went he went. Um, I remember, you know what? It was so hurtful. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, yeah, it was so hurtful that I, I wrote down everything he said. Like I wrote down everything he said because I found I found in myself in the position that I was like, oh my god, what is going on now? Mm. You know. Um. So he said something like, uh, "You need to kick him out of the team." Oh. Uh, 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 He's, he's, he's thinking he's thinking he's bigger bigger than the club uh, like something like this kick him out of the team I don't want to see him again blah 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 blah, blah. all these things going on and going on you know um, and and to be honest to be honest in my situation um, and taking back like if I have to go back um, in this situation I think I would have done things differently for sure because this is how it does you I think to you make mistakes sometimes, and these mistakes help you to be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know that's for sure. You know, um, but then at the end of the day, is at that moment, this felt right. You know, like I, um, especially when it came with the situation. I remember I spoke to every single player about my situation. You know, mm-hmm. like when it yeah. comes to the the captain, yeah. to the goalkeeper, to all these guys who had this experience. You know, to say, hey guys, have a look at what is going on right now. Like, what what am I supposed to do? You know, like. If you guys were in my position, what should I do? You know, so these guys would give me advices and everything. But, but at the same time, it's these guys were affected with the situation also because they wanted they want to go to the Champions League. Yeah. They want to play with the best team on the pitch also. Yeah. So for them, it was like, hey, we need to find we need to find the best situation for Dedrick. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. come on, you know, like um, so at that moment, um, uh, so trainer said this. The, 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 the point the Chris Sutton said this and and yeah that was like for me I was finished from that moment finished mm. yeah so um I came back the day after and um and uh I went to speak to the trainer I said like how can you how can you do this to me you know like how can you put me in this situation you because you've you've been you've been aware of everything was going on, you know, like I tried, we tried to find a solution and now you just throw me under the bus like this when you are aware of everything, you know, and, and then he stole me his part and everything and, and yeah, like it, it didn't, like, 
he protected himself, he protected the team, and I was the bad guy, mm. you know. And 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 I really, for myself, at that point, it was like, okay, from now on, it's finished. You know, yeah. like it's it's finished. But at the same time, is you are, and I am an employee, and these guys are my employers. Mm-hmm. So I need them. I need them if I want to go somewhere. If I want to go to another step. Mm-hmm. If I want to make better. If I want to play games, I need them. Mm-hmm. So if they decide to go out on the press and to say something, nobody's gonna come to me yeah. and say, "Hey, what do you think?" and "What is going on?" And on the same time, I would not go outside by myself individually yeah. and say hey that's not true this and this this happened because at the same time if i do this i am against them yeah so what about the next step mm-hmm. so in this whole situation you trap mm-hmm. like you it's finished so in the end of the day what you have to do is just get on with it yeah and that's it yeah and that's basic and that's basically what happened so from that point it was like I am the villain. Uh, we lost because of Dedrick. Um, he's not good enough anyway. Like, mm. Why should he be here? Uh, uh, like all this stuff. Uh, and yeah, like I, I got people knocking on my door, ringing my bell, newspapers, media, my wife pictures on the mm-hmm. newspaper, my agent's picture on the newspaper. So all these big things. And you know, especially, like I said, if you look at my, like if, you know me and people around the people that know me would say like i'm not the type of person who bring any kind of trouble yeah, in any type of way you know for sure um so from, i don't know where this big thing came out uh, and yeah that was that was it for me so the four year there it was like okay what should i do next you know yeah that's that's i'm glad you've shared that story that's a really good story and there are a few things which i picked up from that which you can tell me if you agree with or not and i think this is big for context you talk about Celtic and you say you, you were thinking of going somewhere else at some point, but it wasn't to go to a bigger club, it was to go to a better league. That's the first mm-hmm. thing, because Celtic mm-hmm. are one of the biggest clubs in the world. For sure. That speaks for itself. So anybody trying to think that you said that, you didn't no. say that. And no. then the other thing, it's this... And that's for sure, because because this is the first thing I say I remember signing there. Yeah. My wife, Grand Prince, were a big fan of Celtic. Yeah. And he's told me the story about Celtic. And I, at the beginning, I really, I really thought, oh, what is this guy talking about? And then being there for four years, honestly, if somebody tells me that Celtic is not a big club, they wouldn't. Not, yeah, not you're wrong. Yeah. You don't know your football. Doesn't really, he doesn't really like Yeah, if you say sure. that, you don't know your football. It's, it's not a thing. And then the other bit is as a player, you th- people say we have power, but we have limited power because when certain time, times come, if they want you to go somewhere, you'll go somewhere. If they don't, you don't. If they want you to be the good guy, they'll make you the good guy. If you want you to, if they want you to be the bad guy, they'll make you the bad guy. Maybe one yes. percent of all players have more have some level of power, but the rest mm-hmm. of us we don't. You talk about speaking to your teammates, and they were on board, they were supporting you, but, but then, <laughs> but if the manager throws you under the bus, that's one thing. But then also with the commentators, if they they shape perception. So everything that they say, especially someone like Chris Sutton, because he's very outspoken and very passionate. I think Chris Sutton is the sort of epitome of, say, he, he's as passionate a Celtic fan as a Celtic fan, except he's mm-hmm. played. So he sometimes blurs the lines and mixes the two together. But for mm-hmm. him, what he says means everything to those fans because they feel they can relate mm-hmm. to him. So the moment somebody's under the yeah. bus, you're under the bus for everybody. And that's like, Oh man, that's tough. Especially for one of the biggest clubs, that's tough, man. That's tough. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't was, envy you at all. Yeah, that was a tough time. And and this is and this is this is what I say when it comes to maturity, and especially when the years goes 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 by. You know, it's like you start thinking about it. You're like, oh, you know what? Honestly, I understand that because as a fan, um, if a player don't want to play for the team, then okay, like get get off, like. Yeah, because I I will be a fan for for all my life. Uh, if the player just thinks he's gonna come and then go away at some point, this is what they do. They come, they have the team. But when they come, they make they better show they better make sure they do it hundred percent. It's yeah. not like you come and then you just you just here to mess about. And then, no, because I'm a real fan. I make tattoos of the team's logos on my bodies because you know I give hundred percent. And this this was like when it comes to the fans, I've completely like it's completely understand understandable. Yeah. But on the on the player side of you, it's crazy because. Like you said, you know, like I spoke to 
all the players about the situation. And yes, they will be with you. Yes, they will um, give you advices. But in the end of the day, we say football is a team game. Mm-hmm. But, but then when you get into a certain situation, it's everybody for himself. Because in the end of the day, why would, I, why would another player uh, get his hands dirty for some a decision that you've made? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like this. Because in the end of the day, I pray for myself. I pray for my family. I pray for all the guys behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you mess with my family. I'm going to let you, you know. And so it was, it, it was, it was difficult. It was, it was hard. It was hard, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. And the people, they could have come out and supported you. But as if you do it as an individual, they could end up in the same situation that you're same in. Same situation, You know, for and sure. obviously they represent the football club, but there are other things which go on, which make it very hard sometimes to call something out that's wrong. Because ultimately, in the building, you don't have as much power as people believe that you have from the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely not the case. So anyway, you, yeah. um, so you went to Hertha Berlin, and is this your second season now? Yes. Um, and I was going to ask more about, say, playing in Germany and so on, but you, you explained that story was such a good story that I think that's going to be, I want to enjoy that as being like a big, big chunk of this. So I just want to ask some questions then. So you've lived in Manchester, okay. Glasgow and Berlin. Which city has been your favourite so far? Um, I really like the three cities. Um, I'm a more uh, quiet guy. Like I like to be out of the city. So when it comes to Glasgow, I really like um, the fact that Glasgow is a real green city, you know, like uh, I never lived in a, inside the city centre, I was a little bit outside mm-hmm. and uh, especially with my family now, like that was definitely the, like the most quiet places that I had, that, where I was and um, I really had the time to, in, to, to, to enjoy, you know, this, this, this family time and everything. Mm-hmm. Here in Berlin, it's, it, it's very like... Um, very like city city like uh-huh. uh, you, i live right in the middle of everything and uh, um it's very it's it's good but, um it's not really my type of thing you know um and then manchester manchester have this more it's more private like say because i it's like i grew up there you mm-hmm. know like i, I start in the family house I, I i lived in my first apartment by myself i had my house for mm-hmm. the first time there you know so it's a little more, a little bit more about the, the feelings. Yeah, you've been, uh, you've been very fortunate. Those are our three great cities. So, yeah. what are your hopes for the rest of your career then? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm 30 years old now, mm. um, and um, and yeah, I think um, the um, one thing that I that I've um, gained from leaving Celtic, it's um, I really really want to I, I brought back this this mentality to 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 want to to win and to get more and more and more and more mm-hmm. you know um and and today like um so we have the euros you have the, you have the european, european championship in, in june and july i hope to be part of it i hope to, to to have a playing time with it and and hopefully trying to do something good with this team um this team that we've been together for years and years now but um again also you know mm-hmm. so um, at the same time, we have the World Cup next year also. So these are definitely two main targets that for me um, as, a, as a football player, um, especially when it comes to trophies, this is something that uh, for sure I would dream about um, uh, on, the, on the club club situation. Uh, at the moment, uh, at Hertha, we are um, in difficult position, but at the same time, um, these are the situation where, yes, it's, it's um, it will be very much enjoyable if we manage to get out of it, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So that's that's the goal. The goal is to get out of the situation and uh, to try to get as much as possible, especially when he, if we stay to go back next season and do better. Yeah. Um, and, and so, cool. so those are great official answers. That's great. Yeah. That's the stuff which you wrote <laughs> out in your book and you pass around to reporters when you ask. Good, good, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so to get cheeky a bit then. So the Belgian side, you guys finished third in 2018 at the World Cup. And now you're going into a European Championships. So obviously you have to win it, huh? Obviously success is winning it. That's, that seems about right, yeah? <sighs> yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we definitely have this quality to do it, you know? We mm-hmm. definitely have the players to do it. 
uh, yeah, that's for sure. That's that definitely that's definitely the main goal. The main goal is to win it. And it's not there's no there's no other goals. We I think we've been showing for the last three years, four years, um, how good we can be. But um, you're as good as the trophies you have in your in your in your how do you say in your cupboard? Yeah, your cupboard, yeah, 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 in your cupboard. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, because we did well at the World Cup, and but still, you know, we did well, but he, he still feels very disappointed because. We felt like we could have done more, you know, and and now the next step is the Euro. So, so <laughs> for sure, the the main goal is to go there with the same mentality and the same uh, environment, uh, the, the same uh, the same uh, invite invite. You say? I think. No, so, not quite, not quite. No. Attitude. Uh, anyway, attitude, the same yeah. attitude to 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 try and win this one. Considering you guys are number one in the world, then isn't it interesting that England are actually favourites to win the Euros? You can't be happy with that, surely, no? Who said England is favourite? Hey, listen, Euros? if you try and put money on this event, England are favourites for the Euros. You can't be happy with that. Yeah? Yeah, I man. didn't know that. They're not big favourites, but they're favourites. You can't be happy with that. <laughs> I mean, um, the good thing would be to ask the people from England if they're favourite to win the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's different. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So... I've got I've got one more question, then I'll I'll let you go because I've kept you for too long already. So yeah. I need to know now what the five if you could pick a five aside team of players that you've played with in your career, what would the best one be? And this is one goalkeeper and four outfielders. Yeah, what would the best five aside team be? One goalkeeper, four outsiders. I would put five aside. Huh? Five aside, traditional five aside. With a defender, it has you to can be. Do, no, it doesn't have to be. If you want to go for an uh, all-out attack, you go all-out attack. If you want to do all-out defense, go all-out defense. It's up to you. Um, I would put um, oh, the Thibaut Courtois in goal. It's a good start. I would put David Silva, David Silva, Samir Nasri. Oh wow! Two it's more. Tough. Sergio Aguero, the five aside, so it doesn't have to be a defender. You, you don't have that. to. You don't have to. If you keep all the ball, you don't need to defend. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That's a very nice team. That is a very, very nice team. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I like that. I like that. With with, with no defenders, just yeah, that's fine. The ball. It's irrelevant. You keep the ball. You score yeah. your goals. You're flying. But yeah. so yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Appreciate you spending Thanks. your time. And hopefully Thanks. there's a big uh, there's a big finish for Hertha as well, and you finish up yes. the season well. Thank, thank you, appreciate it. Hey, great to see you, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Ciao, yeah. ciao. Yeah, bye. So there you have it. Thanks for listening, like always, and also a big thank you again to Dedrick for giving up his time to share his story so far. Fingers crossed, his Hertha Berlin team can have a strong end to the season, and maybe even maybe he can find some success at the European Championships this summer with the Red Devils. I know I'll be watching out for that for sure. So thanks again for listening. And be sure to let me know if, like me, you'll be watching the Euros in the summer. The kickback underscore Nadem handle remains undefeated and it can be found on Instagram and on Twitter. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. And now to close, the final thanks goes out to the podfather himself, Mr. Ryan Hale. Thank you for making all of this possible. And now that's it. Stay safe and we'll be back real soon. Bye for now.